Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast. I am Chad Simpson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gian Lemmy. Now, Gian, did I ever, do you ever remember me beating you in a foot race? No, never. Not even close. Probably well, the closest you've been was in a, maybe like a one-court sprint because the time was very short. But anything past a mile, you're not even close. Hey, there we go. Um, did, uh... Now you're you're training for a half Ironman, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And what all does that entail? Well, the the competition it's a, a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike ride, and a 13.1 mile uh, run. You you are crazy, um, but if uh, if somebody else is going to maybe join you for that that half Ironman, I think it's today's guest. That's uh, Jarvis Jellen. He uh, is. The, on the, the coaching staff doing cross country with Abilene Christian. And uh, he's, he's journeyed a little bit, spent some time and doing high school cross country. He went to South Dakota State. He was at King University in Tennessee. And now he's in his fifth year there at Abilene Christian. And uh, you're just gonna really enjoy Jarvis. I love his perspective. He talks about the importance of creativity he talks about how he is bold in the recruiting process, and there's so much more that you're going to dig out of it from this one, and we are ready to get into it right now. Jarvis Jellin, uh, we are so excited to have you as a guest on the Christian Coach Podcast, and we uh, like to get right into it. So I just want to ask you uh, the, the, the tough question of what does it mean to be a Christian coach? Yeah, so I, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about this stuff. Um, firstly, I think that in looking at following Jesus um, and whatever vocation we're in and whatever he calls us to, I think that the foundation of all that is just our relationship with Christ. Um, our, having our identity strongly in Christ and being fulfilled in our relationship with him, um, I think is a foundation for um, living out our calling as Christian coaches um, in looking at serving our team as a Christ-like leader. Um, I think that's really important in, um, in setting the foundation as a Christian coach. Um, yeah, I think that if we're looking to our athletes, if we're, if we're not fully fulfilled in Christ, if we're not, um, none of us are perfect in that, but if we're not seeking him for that fulfillment and we're seeking our results and our team um, to fulfill something inside of us and hold our ego up or something like that, or, or even fulfill us from a relational perspective, um, then we're going to fail as Christian coaches. Um, we're going to put that we're going to, our, if our priorities are in the wrong place, then we're going to, um, the, either we're going to verbally, say that to the kids or we're going to put pressure on them to have their priorities in the wrong place. Um, and if we're not leading people to um, an eternal perspective and recognizing the right perspective on what, what athletics is about and what it can be and what it shouldn't be, um, then I don't feel like we are doing our job as Christian coaches. So I guess that's the best way I can kind of describe it in not too many words. Now, we, we were uh, on the Liberty campus together, 
um, during undergrad. I remember seeing you you run around campus all around and brushing shoulders uh, in the weight room a few times, but we never got to connect or talk. Can you just tell me where you've been since uh, your time at Liberty? Yeah, so um, I got started coaching um, really during my time at Liberty. I um, I helped out at some high school camp. I helped out with my high school team back in South Dakota a little bit um, and then did a little more high school coaching during that time. And then after I left Liberty, um, my wife and I had the opportunity to project managers for a nonprofit in South Africa, which was really foundational to my coaching and foundational to leadership and, and foundational to um, working through challenges and, and growing and things you are just kind of thrown into the fire in and not being scared of, of learning and, and taking on things that you don't, you're not, you don't already feel equipped for. Um, so that was really huge for that. And then coming back off of that, looking at getting into college coaching, came back to the U S and got um, a year of high school coaching in again, and then started the college coaching journey at South Dakota state um, under in a legendary program under Rod DeHaven. Um, and as a graduate assistant there and really learned a lot in that program. Um, and then from there, um, with the birth of our first son and, and things happening in my family, we ended up moving with my wife, uh, her family to um, Philly area in Pennsylvania, um, took a head cross country coach job at a D3 school there, Cedar Crest College. And um, from there was looking for something full-time that wasn't full-time and um, moved on to King University, a D2 school in Tennessee. Um, and and then from that ended up here at ACU. Um, but honestly, all those varied experiences uh, on different levels and completely different types of programs um, in different places, um, I wouldn't trade that for anything because I think just settling into one place or the same place you went to school or something, like you get to know that place really well. But from my experience, every place you coach at is so different and you have to learn new things and you do learn new things through those experiences. So I'm really thankful for that. And um, honestly, I'm thankful for, excuse me, all the mistakes I've made, the experience that I've went through. And like, I, it's like uh, some sayings that are out there um, just talked about in the coaching world that I really kind of believe in is just like in, in the growth of a coach, like you're not doing well as a coach, if you're not continuing to be better. And if you don't look back on a few years in the past and say like, I'm a much better coach. And, and I look back and um, I honestly kind of, I laugh about it because I kind of feel bad for people that I coached in the past. Um, at the time, I thought it was good, and I'm thankful that I had that experience, but I'm like, oh, man, I just really didn't get it. Like, it just takes that that hindsight, and it takes that experience to get to the point where you are – I think my my philosophy of things hasn't necessarily changed a lot, but I made a lot of mistakes in how I executed that, um, and I think – the amount of stress that I placed on myself or, or was placed on me um, carried over to the team and carried over to my interactions with them. And that's why like in talking about what it's like or what it means to be a Christian coach, um, being content and not chasing the wrong things um, 
and and following Christ in a solid way and in a passionate way is something that just that kind of flows out of you into your relationships with the team and and how you treat them and and how what it looks like you value you can say everything you want about what you value and what your program should value but you have to live out what you value and they're going to see through it if you aren't living it out you're just saying it and then and then showing them something else so anyway those those four years as i just look at at the the resume or the journey seem trying and uh you know four years in and four different places just about um what were what were you able to to do well in those times to see them as a positive experience and what were you able to draw out of those four years of moving around a lot um to to become a better christian coach yeah i mean one of the things that my wife and i both have learned through all the traveling and living in different places and taking these different jobs and taking risks is that um, something that we like to share with other people that we know that are scared to leave their hometown or we're scared to um, take risks essentially that they're comfortable is that um, everywhere that God has led us and we've followed without it always making a lot of like logical sense um, has been, he's led us into growth or um, blessings or whatever that we wouldn't have seen coming that like our plans are always um much his plans always are greater and they always are unexpected he, he always does stuff um in our lives that we would never dream of or expect but we have to be willing to take the risk and follow him so i think um that just that aspect of just like being willing to go um has taught taught me a lot and and being in my fifth year at ACU now um I think he's been teaching me the opposite now um because I was really willing to go and willing to take those risks but um and ready to you know go on those exciting journeys but I think now it's something that I'm learning and it's been really fulfilling is just being content with where I am and um and just seeing the positives and where I am and not looking for something else. Um, just seeing what we can do in our program, building that here and seeing what relationships we can build outside of that. And um, just just spending time getting to know the community and, and everything and, and getting to know the strengths and, and looking at things in a much more positive way um, where we currently are and not, and not having our head somewhere else. And what have you, what have you learned in your time at, at ACU? You know, you you served under Coach Bingham. What uh, what are some of the major lessons that you see just in your time so far at ACU? So, um, one of the major transformations that I feel like I've made the major um, shifts in my mindset and the way I coach that has happened during my time at ACU, and I'm really thankful for this time that God has allowed me to stay put because um, when you're transitioning new jobs all the time, you're learning brand new schools and programs and communities and you're just learning. It's great time for learning, but you don't have a lot of time to like hash out. You don't have as much time to really sit and hash out, get through that process of knowing where you are and what to do there 
and then build on your philosophy and really um, build on how you want to run a program. And at this point in time, like, I'm just like, I'm really thankful and excited for where we are. What I've learned is how important it is. Like when you come in, I feel like the, the first step in building a good program, there can be frustration in getting people to be disciplined individually and getting people to do the work and, and the autonomy of doing it level and put, and I had to push really hard and fight and put a lot of, fight a lot of battles, me and the team to get our culture in the place we wanted to, to, to build a healthy culture. And like just seeing that come to fruition has made me realize um, that that, that is fulfilling. Like that is like, we've had good results. I've had good results in the past. I've had some good results at ACU, but when you have good results, you're always looking to the next good result or the, um, the continuation of those results. But when the goal is seeing people transform, seeing people change a bunch from year to year in a positive way, seeing the team come together and really love each other and really become a family, um, and things like that is just, man, it just gives me so much joy and so much peace, like on a true lasting sense, because um, we're always going to keep striving to make that even better. And the results come along with that. Um, there, it leads to very good results. But um, just being able to show up to work every day, like I love this, this team. And I'm so proud of where both the men and women have come. And like, it just personally, I think it's very important as a Christian coach, especially to one of my major philosophies um, is that it's not about me and that it's, it's their team. It's the athlete's team. And um, it can be difficult sometimes like seeing, like being in the background, more in the background and having other coaches maybe be praised or something like that. But I genuinely feel that if the team is talking a lot and thinking a lot about their coach more than their, bonding together with each other then something's off and like maybe maybe that's an okay starting place um but like for me the goal was never about that and sometimes you question that along the way but I know now like it's right when they love each other and they can take this program on and feel ownership in it and like just seeing them take leadership and grow in leadership and and come up with ideas and and just do things on their own and like just really get close with each other and, and love each other and serve each other um, is just makes me happy to come to work every day. Um, and it's just, it's, it's so fun. I tell them all the time this year, like the coaching part, of, like there's administrative headaches all the time still, especially during COVID, but like the coaching part of my job is so easy right now. It's so fun because I just get to see them having fun. And that's, that's what it's all about. Like they're running really well because they, they're growing athletically because they're having fun. They're working really hard because that's the culture and that's what they want to do and they want to be good. And I'm just there to support them and, um, and just seeing them smile at practice and, and have fun while working hard is um, yeah, that, that's what it's all about. Not just getting some results that come and go and are temporal. You mentioned uh, just that, that philosophy of it not being about you wanting to make it about the players. Um, can you tell me another way that you're 
your coaching philosophy is different because you follow Jesus? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, honestly, I think that too many you – know, I don't mind sometimes like throwing things out there that people might not be that happy with. Maybe it's fine, but um, I, I feel like too many even Christian coaches like look too similar to everybody else, um, and the programs look too similar to everybody else. And like as followers of Christ, we're called in everything we do in our life to, to look different, to be radical. Um, to, to, for people to question why we're doing things that way. Um, and for me, I, I do tend to go against the grain, um, even with other Christian coaches around me often. Um, I feel like if I'm not being innovative and creative and using that creativity God has given me and, and using this avenue as, in coaching to be creative, then, um, and to, to, do things differently, starting with recruiting. Um, I think one of the ways that I see um, being a Christian coach and running a Christ Center program is being really bold in the recruiting process and not getting people here under false pretenses, um, being very, very um, extreme, if you will, in, in the way that I speak about our program and we speak about our program being really honest with recruits that like it is our intent to be different. I'm not trying to be like, we're not trying to be like everyone else. We're not trying to look like we're trying to stand out and you want that or you don't want that. And I think a lot of it building that good culture and building a Christ centered program and being a Christian coach starts there because if you're too scared to do that in the recruiting process, then if you think you're not going to get recruits, then you're going to have a really hard time when all those people come to campus and you're going to deal with a lot more problems later. And to be honest, from my experience, um, you can be a lot more successful in recruiting and it's a lot easier when you are really bold about when you build a program that's different and when you're really bold about what that is and out there about it, because um, then you just have to go find those people and they're going to be super excited about it. And there's not going to be, people aren't going to be nitpicking about, you have this facility and this other school has this facility. So I have to try to decide why to go there. It's not about that. It's about our culture and you want to be a part of this and you're excited about this. You don't care about all that other stuff. The other stuff's great, but it doesn't matter. Um, what really matters is the relationships and, and the eternal um, growth that you can have um, in your relationship with Christ. And um, yeah. As you talk about the, the eternal impact and being bold, being different, um, what do you do um, to, to invest in your players, to, to disciple them, to grow them spiritually? Yeah, so um, that's something where, like I said, I, I really have grown in and changed a lot. And early on in, at ACU and more early on in my coaching career, I, I like – to talk about this stuff and I like to write about this stuff and I did too much lecturing and not enough just relationship building. Um, and that's something I've really learned is like, I, we have massive, I have a massive recruiting packet and a massive um, team document and stuff so that we can be really, really clear about what we're about as a culture and what our training's about. And, and that's something that's very important to me that they understand that. But, um, and we touch on those things and we have core values that are really important. 
that guide what we do and we check and and make sure we're um actually living up to those but um but at this point i see the biggest value is once you get past the foundation where you can really trust each other and and you know everyone's doing the work and you don't even have to worry about that then you can just be there to build relationships and if you know people then you know what they're going through and you can help them through it and you can challenge them and mentor them and lead them in growth in their faith. Um, and it, then it, it's not just checking boxes. It's a lot easier to check boxes. It's a lot easier as a leader to just give people homework assignments or something like that, or just lecture them or preach sermons. Honestly, it's easier to preach sermons. It's a lot harder to just know them and go through stuff with them and have them trust you and trust them and help them to love each other and love them and serve them like that's a lot harder than giving them information um so that um learning that piece of things has really changed what i do how i operate as a coach and how i see them as well as whole people not i think something that i was thinking about prior to this call was that like if we just coach the athlete if we just coach them as athletes like we're really failing at a minimum we're not there yet as a coach like um we have to coach people we have to coach them as whole people and once you start coaching them as people and not as athletes not as even student athletes then um you have a much better experience they have a much much better experience and you recognize that especially in this day and age even prior to covid but especially during covid college kids come in and they're dealing with a lot of mental health issues and emotional issues and things and um, a lot of stress from home and family er, and friends and everything and school. And if we just coach the athlete and see them as athletes, which I feel like even though I didn't want to, that's because of the stress I had on myself as a young coach, I feel like I um, had a hard time seeing them as whole people. I like, I had a strong desire to do well and I had, I felt like I had pressure to do well. Um, but at this point I'm much more, um, I have much more self-confidence in, in a good way and, and, uh, just feel much more at peace about what my job is and, and what God has called me to. And, um, I feel like we, we get the best team culture and they're the athletes are the healthiest uh, holistically and they do the best over the long term when we focus on the long term and focus on um, creating a safe comfortable environment for them they have enough stress in all other areas they should see this as an outlet where they really feel loved and as a christ-centered program and as a christ um, following coach um, we should be creating that and as I've seen the athletes love each other more and as I've seen them um, grow in their walk with Christ, just become more joyful, um, they, they just run so much better. Um, and they, like, it's a joy. When they're doing it out of joy and out of thankfulness, um, then everyone's having fun and they're doing better. And um, we can take once they get to the point where they're really disciplined and they really want to be good they I know they're doing everything they can and we trust each other, then it's not a big deal to take, take days off here, there, or whatever, as long as we just keep it going and keep them happy and feeling good. And, and knowing when 
in getting to know them and knowing them well and keeping those that communication good. Um, when they're dealing with stress, we can back things off in training and that's going to be a lot more effective than pushing through that and feeling like we have to get something done. Um, just keeping them in a good place emotionally and in a good place physically outside of running even um, is just extremely helpful and, and minimizing that stress in their life, having, having this sport be a boost to who they are as people and, and be a benefit to them, not just a drain and an additional stress to add to all the other stress they already have. You, you said uh, before uh, there's too much lecturing and not enough relational. And that's something that, that I struggle with. Uh, I have to tell myself, you know, people over projects, people aren't your problems, they're your purpose. Yeah. But w- what do you do to get to know your players on a, on a deeper level? Uh, not just trying to lecture them and tell them here's the Bible verse, but how do you get yeah. to know them as people? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think obviously just, pushing for that communication is a big part of it. But I think that has started with me um, in making it clear that I'm someone they can trust. And I think that comes back to what I was talking about earlier in that um, I need to live out what I say and what our um, core values of our program say that we care about the most in order. I need to um, live out that the results are not the most important thing and every day at practice and in the way I respond to a bad workout or a mispractice or um, people not living up to expectations or whatever, um, the reality is they're usually harder on themselves than we realized and they um, don't need to be lectured about failure or something like that. They need to be encouraged. and. I feel like the more I encourage them and the more they believe like coach Jellen is he loves me and he cares for me regardless of my results um, and what I do out there, then that models obviously God's love for us. And that's what we want to do. But also it helps them to trust that they don't have to earn the respect of the coach and And obviously there is some foundational trust that developed from them actually caring first, like, but that, I think that starts in recruiting and and building your culture in a way that it's the norm to just do the work. And then we don't have to talk about that. And I don't have to worry about that. And building relationship comes Mm -hmm. when I don't have to worry about that. And I can just be at practice paying attention to, um, how people are, what their demeanor is, and how they're responding to things, and and just be encouraging. And it doesn't. I don't need to at this point where we are as a team. Um, it's just really enjoyable because I'm not the one that needs to be. Um, most of the time, at least sometimes I do, but most of the time I'm not the one that needs to push them harder. I'm the one that needs to get them to be less hard on themselves and um, and recognize the positive things that are happening and, and motivate them in a way of positive reinforcement that no, it's not, it's not that bad. Like it's not as bad as you think. Like these are the positives Mm -hmm. that are happening. You're making progress. You'll get there. Um, And just being that type of coach instead of thinking that they need to um, learn 
that they're failing or something like that because they're, like I said, they're usually harder on themselves. And um, so it kind of starts there. And then just you know, once the trust is there and the communication is open, um, I'm just always encouraging them to come by and have meetings either individually or if they are, you know, too intimidated, even though I'm not intimidating, some people just are in general of, of adults or authorities or whatever, they can come in groups and um, just, I was really bad in the past too about like having a hard time getting away from, even if I tried to have a conversation about non-athletic or academic stuff or whatever on a, in a meeting, I would just come back around because that's what I was thinking about. Um, but as I've grown as a person in my walk with Christ and as I've grown as a coach, um, I was just telling my wife this yesterday, actually, like it's exciting because I'm, that's not what I'm thinking about most of the time now, because I see, I get so much more joy from where they are in their relationships and where they are as people. So that's what I'm thinking about. How can I continue that? Um, and when that's what I'm thinking about when they come in for meetings, that's what I'm asking about naturally. And um, something I tell the the athletes, distance mm-hmm. runners especially, often are type A and they often um, are overanalyzing everything most of the day. And what I tell, and that really negatively mm-hmm. affects their mm-hmm. athletics and, and their life in general. And I always challenge them, like, just do it. Don't think about it. Like, just go out there, do what you need to do, and then don't think about it the rest of the day um, and, and give yourself that additional stress. Um, but you, you need to do it, but you don't have to. And I am mm-hmm. preaching that to myself, and that's where I'm finally getting to as a coach. Like, I don't need to think about this. Like, I don't need to just think about workouts and results and, and, those, and training all the time. Like, I can think about it when in concentrated times, when I'm growing in that, learning, when I'm writing training plans or whatever leads to professional development in that sense. But outside of that, it's better for me to think about how can I help them grow as people and as Christians, not just as athletes. And we know um, in order to pour out, we must first be filled up and to do the encouraging, to do the serving, to do the loving, like you're talking about. I know uh, that we, we need to stay close to, to God what do you do uh, on a daily or weekly basis to, to stay close to the Lord? Yeah, um, man, I can tell you that during the craziness of how church is during COVID and with four young kids, um, that is a challenge. Like, I'm not going to ever pretend. I think everyone with young mm-hmm. families for sure knows that those routines and things are, are really challenging, especially when you have really early morning practice and everything there's um yeah it sleep is a challenge and focus is a challenge and that being said um we do have a really good church community and we're and we um my wife and I lead a gospel community which is our small group um and we try to um remain in you know relationship with those people and grow through that and through our church and um I am trying as we've moved we've been in really transitional kind of phase but right now I'm in a phase where I'm trying to build those routines back in and um, just obviously we all as followers of Christ need to spend our own time um, in relationship with God Mm -hmm. each day and um, I have um, yeah those routines that are very beneficial to me of reading scripture and prayer um, and that are vital to being able to pour out as you said 
um, and grow in my um, grow in my relationship with God and grow in my knowledge of scripture and my ability to have that in my mind and on my heart at all times. Um, I think obviously all that's really important. Jarvis, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation and um, I know we definitely could go for another 30 minutes in part two one day soon, but just want to ask, how can we be praying for you in this time? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, as I kind of just said, I think I just need prayer in managing for young kids and coaching and, and my walk with Christ. Um, it doesn't do any good to pretend that that's not a challenge and pretend like everything's perfect all the time. Um, I would definitely use prayer and just the consistent component of time praying and time, just quiet time in my relationship with God when you're being pulled by your kids everywhere all the time and just there's so much distraction. Sure. Well, let's uh, let's pray. Dear God, we we love you, God. And we are thankful, thankful for for Jesus, for the sacrifice He made on the cross, and uh, thanks that we could have this conversation to have uh, the freedom to just talk about uh, Christianity and coaching. And thanks so much for just Jarvis and his ministry, his heart to to love and to encourage and to serve, and. Um, we just pray that you'll just bless his coaching ministry and um, pray that you'd bless his marriage, um, that, that you'd uh, just help them to, to take care of their, their four uh, precious children and that they'd train them up uh, in the way that they should go and help them to find the, the rhythms and the routines with sleep habits and, and waking up and all that, help them just enjoy the, the process of young kids and, and the distraction and the joy that they are. Uh, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jarvis was such a great, um, refreshing presence in the interview today, Chad. I learned so much. I took many notes. Um, he is a, Le a Liberty grad, so we, we, can, we can see he's making an impact um, being a champion for Christ wherever he's been. Um, and what I really liked was how he makes his players take ownership of the program. And I've been trying to do the same here at Liberty. Um, I keep telling my girls that they're like the main character of a Disney movie and I'm the sidekick, you know? I'm not, I'm not the, the focal point of the, of the story. They are, I'm here to just to enable them to achieve their goals. For sure. And he, he talked a lot about just his players loving each other and, and loving to train together and, and, and enjoying that process. I also think his story is is quite unique that he he bounced around there for for four years or, or so and picked something from each stop and now he's to the point where he's really enjoying being in one place here for for five years and uh drawing out the benefits from from that um i also appreciated just how he talked about you know that sometimes we as christian coaches we do too much lecturing and not enough relational and uh, it's definitely a fine line that I think we all are trying to work through. I do think that just trusting um, in the Lord and, and listening to the spirit, you know, maybe there's a time to, to share and maybe there's a time to be more relational. But um, I, I do agree that with that, that uh, many times I've been in that boat of just too much lecturing. Um, but those are, those are our biggest takeaways, Coach. And we're thankful for you joining us. 
it would mean the world to us if you could rate and review and just spread, help spread the word. If you could tell one person word of mouth, hey, there's this new Christian Coach podcast. They're really trying to help coaches and, and share the stories of many coaches just like Jarvis. Um, that, would, that would help us so much. And we ended this way at every uh, episode because we believe it 100% that the mission field is right where you're at.